In this episode, Adam, Greg and myself deconstruct the traditional test drive process and begin discussing how it could be optimised to maximise sales. Hello guys and welcome back to another automotive episode. Today we're going to be talking about test drives and the customer experience surrounding that. Now Greg, you've got a question for automotive professionals, haven't you? I have. It might be a bit of an awkward start to the, to the podcast, but one of the basic premises for us really exploring this market and offering something to this market is built on why is the test drive booking experience not a real-time experience in the sense of why am I not able to see who exactly I'm going to meet, when exactly I want to do my test drive, and in exactly which car mm. I want to test drive, litre, colour, everything that you have available in stock to test drive. Why is that not being done? And that's maybe a very ignorant question because obviously, hands up, I haven't been involved in the automotive industry for years and years and years, like like hopefully some of our listeners. But I'm honestly, genuinely willing to learn. So I'd like to know from our audience, if you want to email us or get in touch somehow, we'd love to know why the test drive booking experience is not optimized in a way where it can be 100% real time. Because from our perspective, we think we could help. I think that's a really good question, Greg, because the modern consumer is so much more clued up on what they were probably going to want to buy, mm -hmm. especially with a car. They've done their research. They know what color they want. They know what make they want. They know that they want a 1.6 with a turbo. They just want to test drive it. Yep. But yet they have to fill out a form and then they have to wait for a phone call. And then it's just not a quick experience and it's quite can be quite stressful. It's crazy, isn't it? Because if you speak to any of the manufacturers, they all say, we want to get the customer in the car. As soon as possible. Getting them in the car, yeah. they will buy the car. Yeah. So why make driving the car so hard? It's like trying to buy a house and the estate agent doesn't have a key. I, I had a... I talked about it. I know, yeah, it's exactly that. It is. <laughs> is that? I, I actually viewed a house and that happened. Well, there you go. But you didn't buy the house, did you? <laughs> no, we didn't move in. No, it was, a, it was like a student house and uh, they were showing us around the house. Yeah. But uh, all the bedrooms are locked. <laughs> you have to believe it. It's lovely. Yeah. You wouldn't... Yeah, it's that with cars. It's crazy. It's so hard. And like, if you go on any of the manufacturer's website, well, most of the ones that I've come across, it's, it's a form. Hmm. You're, you're literally putting in your details name address telephone number and then you click send and you get the automated message thank you very much we'll be in touch shortly at what shortly two minutes or two days or two weeks yeah if you compare that to other industries that we work with that is an unacceptable absolutely form of customer experience not being um for one of the largest purchases you're ever going to make i had i think i talked about last time we spoke about automotive sector how i had that experience where i was deciding between which car for example i lease my cars and i wanted to decide which car i wanted to lease also obviously weighing up buying versus leasing and things like that and so i wanted to test drive a particular brand i won't name them but i wanted to test drive a particular brand and it was such a difficult experience it got to the point where i actually physically i was told you will not be able to test drive that because it's such a rare model and like engine size and, and spec for example that the combination of those three things really only exists when it's factory ordered. And it wasn't anything special. It was just one of the engines for an automatic in a certain spec, for example. Like, it wasn't anything drastic. I wasn't asking for the one, right with, pink one. With, the, yeah, with the pink leather seats, for example, or anything like that. I wasn't asking for that. I was asking no, for... We know you is... love pink. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> Greg, I, I had exactly the same. I won't say the manufacturer either. I, couldn't, I literally couldn't test drive it, and I was told then by several sales advisors at that company, you won't be able to find that anywhere. And I thought, I won't believe that. And I'll call three or four others. And yep, he was right. Was he? <laughs> yeah. That's Couldn't test drive it. Is that the same? I wanted to test drive a brand new model that was coming out. I won't say the manufacturer. When I phoned up my local garage for that manufacturer, mm -hmm. they said, we don't have it. I said, do you know anyone that does? Nearest one was in Milton Keynes, I think. 
And I was like, well, I'm not driving two hours to drive a car. He then said, you could test drive the diesel model if you wanted. And I was looking at a two-litre turbo petrol. Yep, there you go. And I was like, it's not the same car. It's not even remotely the same car. So I didn't actually do anything with that manufacturer. I did purchase another manufacturer. And then they got back to me. And this is, again, where it's all wrong. About a month later. Really? To, not to say that the car was available to drive, just to see if I was still looking. So, you yeah. know, in, in any sales engine, a month between inquiry to are you still looking? They've either got loads of inquiries that didn't need my business mm-hmm. or that's just a really bad process. That is awful. Let's deconstruct the process a little bit further and yeah. ask ourselves, why are test drives being done from the garage? I got some ideas. Why could, why could a test drive not be conducted from your home? Almost like ordering an Uber. Yeah, I have heard of this model, but mm. I have heard of that model coming about. I don't, I, I don't honestly know enough about the industry to really comment about, you know, obviously the potential viability of offering that service. Sure. I'm sure, obviously, there are. I have seen, of course, promotions where people say test drive it for a weekend, but ultimately you've got to go and collect it. And yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good idea. I think we should explore it again. I'd love it for our listeners to to reach out and come here and sit with us on the podcast. Tell we've, us, yeah. There's three of us right now. We've got a fourth microphone, so you're more than welcome to join us and talk it through we'd love to learn but yeah i just think there's there's so much opportunity for that sector just in that just that one customer use case where you're you want to book a test drive like you say it's fundamental to the customer's Mm -hmm. buying decision sitting in the car seeing the interior feeling the drive of the car Mm -hmm. is everything it make it makes well it allows you to make decisions like big decisions you're either going to buy it or you're not as soon as you sit in it and as soon as you drive it you pretty much decide straight away whether it's for you or not and if you make that experience any more difficult than it needs to be, I'll just simply ask why. Why mm. can you not make that easier? And it's it's something that could we... could be as simple as something like stock. Yeah. It? it could be as simple as you've got a dealer network of 40 different dealers and you need to move the stock around. But having That's said right. that, with dealers, you, know, you can book services now and you can book certain service times. Yeah. So if they can manage service bays and technicians, got to be able to manage you know, one car. I'll give you an example of one of our customers. I won't say who it is. It's a high street retailer with several thousand stores and they manage thousands of specialist optometrists. Okay. I'm not saying the brands, but they they manage thousands of optometrists, for example, across locations with rooms and equipment. So it can be done. I'm not saying that for any reason apart from just say it can absolutely be done. If Mm. you're talking, you're worried about resources being impossible to manage. And, and, And again, I may be wrong, because obviously I don't fully understand the sector, but I'd be very surprised if we couldn't work Absolutely. together to at least come to some sort of understanding about what that could look like from a solution perspective. I'd be very surprised. Yeah, ultimately, I'd love to hear from our, our audience. Me too. We're looking for a guest, so if anyone mm. wants to come yeah, on. Anyone then. in the automotive industry listening? Yeah. On, get yeah, in here. Reach out. We're only in Woking. Absolutely. So. Exactly. Playing devil's advocate a bit more. Yep. The reason a web form might be the preferred method of communication could be because of the traditional car salesman approach of ringing them up and persuading mm-hmm. and obviously yep. that is somewhat still viable yeah however personally i think the customer is way too informed nowadays yeah. to be mis- misled or manipulated in the old-fashioned salesman way i was going to say i would i would counter that with something which is today in 2020 customers are more informed yep they don't need to necessarily be sold as much not saying of course that's not part of the buying process 100 it is but i would say that customers can be more informed today and if a customer think about this if a customer is saying to you i want to test drive the vehicle 
where do you think they are in their buying decision? Do you think they need to be persuaded they need a new car? No, Or do you think not. they are ready to buy? Because yeah. to me, they're much more towards the end of the buying cycle, which is they're ready to buy. They just want to verify this brand, this you know, this product. They want to verify it and they want to confirm it, it to it themselves. W- so why make that difficult? But I fully understand where you're coming from because we're not talking about reducing the amount of interactions with your customer. We're actually talking about increasing the ease of creating a face-to-face interaction which is something that can be done, we feel, in maybe an easier way. Another thing as well, I think we get someone that's in from the industry might actually clear this up for us, but it's going to be different between used car market and new car market. If you look at a supermarket kind of-esque setup and they don't have 1.6 in every colour, you can't get it bespoke made, they may want a pre-qualifier because they may want the salesperson to steer them towards a particular line that they know they've got a good choice of. But when you're looking at new cars, obviously you're getting it built or you want the salesperson to steer it. So... I think it's going to be different depending on where it's new or used. True. But it'd be very interesting to see if there's any use cases on the used, the supermarket side, to see if they allow you to do it because they've got thousands of vehicles. So if you rock up at a place with thousands of vehicles, expect to drive one particular car, logistically, that's got to be a challenge. So it'd be interesting to see how they manage that. We can probably keep this one short and sweet Yeah. yeah. until the next one. Thank you very much for tuning in to our, our second automotive episode. Perfect. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.